Hey friends, it's Brandon Chapman. On this episode of the Pullman Proud Podcast, I sit down with Kurt Damon, longtime resident of the Palouse and longtime employee of the city of Pullman. He's the new-ish director of parks and facilities, but even before I was on council, I, like many others, worked fairly closely with him when he was the city's recreation manager, a role where he got a lot of face time with parents and families and, and yes, even weirdo Little League baseball coaches like me. I enjoyed my conversation with Kurt. We talked about recent upgrades to the parks, where that money came from, and yes, I did challenge him on some bond financing philosophy that I have. In the end, I found my conversation with Kurt to be the same as I always do, just really delightful. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, my name is Brandon Chapman. You can just call me Chappie. I choose to live in Pullman because I love Pullman. The city is far from perfect, but it's been perfect for my family and me. On this podcast, I interview people because behind every business, organization, cause, or initiative is a person who works tirelessly to make this community the way it is. It's a person who helps make me Pullman Proud. The Pullman Proud Podcast is brought to you by Sprouse Real Estate, where passion meets expertise. Meet Shiloh and Abigail Sprouse. Hello, I'm Shiloh. And I'm Abigail. Team Sprouse is a dynamic and successful married team of agents who uniquely blend dedication, attention to detail, and extensive knowledge for every client they serve. Licensed in both Washington and Idaho, send them an email, teamsprousrealestate at gmail.com. We thank Team Sprouse for their dedication to Pullman and for their sponsorship of this podcast. Back here on another episode of Pullman Proud Podcast, I'm Brandon Chapman and I'm joined by Kurt Damon, the Parks and Facilities Director for the City of Pullman. And, and if there's any question of what you do, you can now look it up online and you'll actually get to the city webpage, like, just like that. Yes, that's pretty nice. It's a, a nice addition and... Uh... I've noticed myself, it's like, oh, it's not sitting here spooling for a couple seconds before couple I seconds, get the A couple seconds, a couple minutes. Well, that's right. it, was, okay. it was pretty slow, and, and the new website for the city of Pullman is uh, pretty fantastic how fast it loads. Um, so let me ask you this first, Kurt, because I only know four Kurts. Like my whole life, I've known four Kurts, three of which are here in Pullman. You ever watch The Office? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, this interview is over, and you've been listening to Pullman Proud. <laughs> There's an episode, I just, every time I say your name, and I'm sorry about this, I can't get over uh, Jim in the office. He hands the employee badge to Dwight, and it's a normal size badge, but he's left the lamination film on, like the whole thing. And Dwight looks at it and goes, this is humongous. I am not a security threat. And then he looks at the badge a little bit more, and Jim's played a, a prank, and he goes, and my middle name is Kurt. It is not fart. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and now the podcast episode's over. We end right there. Uh, well, congratulations. In the last year or two years, when Alan Davis retired, you became the, the director of parks and, and facilities here in the city of Pullman. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't ever put much thought into the facilities portion of it. Uh, I think of you as parks, you know, parks and recreation. You were the recreation manager for years and years and then even more years. Yes. Uh, is this just parks facilities or is it like all the facilities in it's, the city? It's all city facilities. So <laughs> government buildings, yeah. So oh, And it's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, as I started the position was obviously new to me and still a learning process. But yeah, for so the M&O buildings, transit facilities, old city hall, new city mm -hmm. hall. Yeah, so police department, all that. So yeah, kind of comes under our purview as far as, you know, cleaning and ongoing maintenance of those facilities. And right now ongoing, just probably even learning some inventory. I bet every every week you're learning of some new asset that the city has or... We are. And a great example of that would have been uh, over the weekend, we had a, uh, a water line break in the rec center uh, outside Fawcett City Hall. And we we're trying to isolate and get that shut off. Well, because all of a sudden we realized the uh, that line was tied to the preschool room. Mm. And preschool didn't have any water to their toilets or sinks. And in the process of trying to isolate and trace, we found a hot water heater that was installed up on top of a closet that ran to the preschool room. And so we've been in there since spring of 2000. Just realized that they should have some hot water. So, you know, it's these little things, yeah. So, yeah, you know, let's say, and there's, you know, when we had the gas outage or whatever, mm -hmm. we 
found out there's some isolated heaters in uh, the city hall side of things that weren't on any plans. So, um, yeah, it's ongoing. How the heck do you find that out? I mean, when they were when they were building, did they like just you know what, Chuck, just uh, wall this in and let's let's. And <laughs> I, yep, I don't know. And even talking to. Uh, uh, Design West, one yeah. of their architects that were part of that project, he is like, well, so that's what that is. Yeah, in the Kurt, plans. I don't recall, <laughs> and they actually went back and he's like, they didn't make they, that was not in the plan. So somewhere things got changed. Jeez. So your facilities job is like choose your own adventure, like every day. <laughs> in old facilities, sometimes yes. Yeah. Now we do have some newer facilities in Pullman, or I guess newly renovated. You mentioned City Hall and. And of course, the the parks side of things, right? At least they were renovated. But we do have a lot of old buildings. And I look in Pullman, and I'm not going to ask you to do like what Phil Gruen. He gets really nerdy about all architecture in Pullman. But you can tell at different periods of time when when tremendous growth happened in Pullman. And this is mm-hmm. when we threw these buildings so much from the '60s, and then like a growth period before that. Like that's when buildings went up. Right. Um, so. Thinking about that, how much, um, I don't need any numbers or anything, but how much have you discovered over the years that we have like deferred maintenance? Because I know in the roads, when I was on city council, we talked a lot about that. Look, we reached periods of time where we just, the budget was not there and we had to defer maintenance. And then, you know, you defer it too long and then the Pied Piper comes calling, you know. So, I mean, how much of that are, are you dealing with, which we're like, we would have loved to stay up on this, but now, of course, we have to. Yeah. We have to. And we, fix we've, it. we've seen that. Um, a couple chiller units on Old City Hall um, getting replaced. They got, uh, they'll be active this summer. We got uh, final touches here this spring to bring them online, you know new roof as well um, oh i remember yeah. that discussion yep so things like that mm. new children in and on the police department you know in and out in and out mm. so um there's a lot of things like that just you know heaters down at the maintenance and operation erd constantly right that we're we're battling so it's it's things like that that we really need to get on a, a plan and um a good inventory of where we're at on things and get those on a schedule to you know potentially be replaced i i remember the discussion when i was on council about the the new roof on city hall and and the of course the overall philosophy is how much money do we want to dump into something that we may offload right so you you have a used car well but is it is it cheaper than buying a new car and a new car payment but it's only worth this much so like do we want to put you know the same value into it to make it run and and I, I mean, I was on that council, so there's a good chance if we made the wrong decision that, I mean, that probably happened. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is one of those things. It's, it's a tough call. Uh, yeah. It needed to be done. Yeah. Um, and now we've, uh, you know, police department and maintenance operation are kind of utilizing the upstairs of Old City Hall. Um, and when we did it, the, you know, the, the roofer that did the job is like, you're adding our value to, mm-hmm. to, to the roof there, and you're going to, over time, save save some dollars and you know I, we've only been able to track a couple uh, utility bills uh, early on here but you know in comparison to previous year same months you know it was about a thousand dollars so far so um, hopefully that continues um, I'd like to save a thousand dollars on my bill <laughs> that would mean I'm getting money back actually from That's Avista. Good. That's true. <laughs> and speak of which uh, just a, a, a just going to highlight or tease that in an upcoming episode of Pullman Proud Podcast, we're going to have uh, Paul Kimmel on from Avista, and I'll chat with him about the job that they had to do uh, when the, that natural gas pipeline was hit and Avista at a pretty tremendous cost that somehow they'll probably trickle down to us. I'll ask Paul that, but uh, they, they had to bring people in from all over the region, other states, uh, just to, to be able to get that back. And I mean... I guess there are worse things in the world than not having the, you know, the hot water for three days or four days or whatever it was. But um, if you think about the complexity of that, they did it pretty fast. Like they got things taken care of. They did. So, and so that uh, was yeah, good. and that was, you know, challenge for us or, you know, our building staff as part of that as, you know, working with Avista and getting facilities shut off or giving them access and going through our buildings and make sure we had our stuff shut off. And then the whole relight process of, uh, going back back with them um, and getting buildings back online and 
um, and I can say we were probably one of the last ones in our in the office here uh, to get turned back on. You just got heat yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing with my ADHD. I didn't even want to talk to you about facilities, but when I mentioned that you were a facilities director, I got off onto a tangent. That's what that's what happens. Um, so actually, what I wanted to do was talk to you more about the fun stuff, which is the parks and rec side of things, uh, and and then. Um, but also, I will mention just for context, we are sitting in your classy digs down here at the uh, the park shop, which is down right by the city playfields. So you have a view out your window of the the tuna. You can see that. You can see part of the waterway, and and uh, that's fantastic. And I still am involved in in little league, and and my kids are older than the youth soccer now, so so we don't really do any of that. But um, that's kind of a neat little view that you have from here. Of, it is. Of it, your purview it, part yeah, of it. Yeah, I can, you know, come springtime, we'll be able to hear the ping of uh, baseballs off bats and, you know, kids over there playing soccer. And yeah. Love so, it. Yeah, it is a pretty, pretty nice view. So let me ask this first. This is what I've asked the other two uh, folks that I've talked to so far uh, on this podcast. But what makes you Pullman proud? And I especially would love to know this because you. You've worked in Pullman for a long time, but you don't live in Pullman. Uh, and you know we'll, we'll see a lot of directors that, that live outside. There is no residency requirement. I want to be very clear in the city. Uh, but some come in and they're here for one or two years. That's not you. You've worked here for years and years and years. So I do believe that you are Pullman proud. Like your, your work um, is also part of who you are uh, within the community. So tell me what makes you Pullman proud. Well, I think, yeah, so... I'm what our 24th year, I guess, working here for the city. Um, I've just really appreciated um, the support from the community, um, passing several bonds that have allowed us to, you know, do some much needed upgrades um, throughout our parks and our facilities. And there's there's still more more to do and more to more to come. Um, but yeah, just the support that they've given um, us and um, just thankful. I mean, I, there's been so many times when being up at the rec center, people coming into the office and pick up our activity guide or whatever and just be, wow, I had no idea. A lot that, of programming. That you, this much programming, and it's amazing how much you offer for the size of the community. Um, and so it's just always, you know, nice that people appreciate that and are, are aware of it. Um, and, you know, I think just working on the recreation side for years, um, to seeing how we've grown over over 20 years of um, just offering more programs. And, you know, one of the first things after I had started was Pullman needs a rec center. Pullman needs a rec center. So when we had the opportunity to, to purchase the new city hall and rec center building and walk in there, I think the very first time I walked into what the rec center is now, um, in 2016, I kind of remember walking in there and standing. They actually kind of had the railing right there above the yeah. gym, and I was like, kind of remember like looking around. And it's like, okay, do I need to walk back outside and come back? And it's like, is this really here? Because I had yeah. people over the years go, have you guys ever looked? We've heard there's a gym up there. At, you know, Calvary Christian is what it mm -hmm. started as. Um, ever looked into using that gym? And I was like. No, and you know, I kind of remember seeing the building there, but never really ventured or even thought to right. ask. So when I walked right. in there in 2016, Megan Vining, now the recreation manager, um, both of us were kind of like, "Oh my God, this has really been sitting here for you know 15 years, 16 years that we've worked yeah. here, and we've never." Um, so to kind of see that and go through that process of running a bond and being successful and and opening that facility and just you know every time now. I'm not in the building, um, but as I go up there, how much use it is and how they're being able to utilize that space and for the citizens of Pullman to come in and um, be able to walk the track with, you know, seniors throughout the day, kids, the elementary kids, mm -hmm. you know, they come in there on full force after school, you know, to see them be able to utilize and just all different activities go on throughout there throughout the day. So it's great to see. Now, you mentioned that you're not in that building, and I mentioned you're here, your office is in the Parks Building. This is where Alan Davis used to be as well. Uh, really, the recreation manager deals with a lot of parents. They deal with a lot of public. You, as like Parks Director, you have to deal with a lot of annoying coaches, like myself, <laughs> and it's a little different. Like You don't have to be the, the face, I guess, of, you know, of the uh, rec side anymore. Megan Vining right. does that uh, now. 
uh, probably a better face than you. Sorry, you know, we, you and I both I have a it. face made for a podcast, <laughs> a, a audio only podcast. Uh, <laughs> but but you're down here because you are doing uh, facilities and you're doing a different role, and so you made the choice. You know, yes, you had a brand new office there, but you made the choice to come down here. Uh, which I think is great. And Megan now, I think she has a great view of the parking lot. Correct. So, Correct. A nice office, but a parking lot view. Yep. You have a nature view. So in the end, you actually win. Uh, but but that is a great facility up there. Um, do you ever miss like having that that level of interaction with, with people? Or is Megan doing a great job with that? I, I do kind of miss the interaction of people coming and going um, involved. It's It has kind of been a little different Um I would say probably in the spring and summer. Uh, on the recreation side, it's almost, we, Megan and I talked about it for years, about you're, you may go home at five, but you've probably got some programs you're responsible that are going, you know, say during softball season till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, and who wouldn't want that as their job? <laughs> you know, and it's like, granted, you have supervisors on site, but um, now with technology and text messaging, if something happens, a lot of times they'll, you know, your on-site supervisors might be new and have never encountered a situation. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They text you, hey, so-and-so There's just blew jerk up. There's little league coach over yeah, on the yeah. next field over that, yeah. He's mad their lights just went out or, hey, could you do this? You I know? can neither so confirm like, nor deny that that's happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, on the recreation side, it's like, yeah, you leave at five, but you might be responsible for programs. So in the mm. back of your mind, that's kind of, oh, I wonder how things are going tonight, knowing, uh, hey, these two adult softball teams that are very competitive, are mm. tied for first place, are now playing each other. It's been 100 degrees out all day. Everybody's <laughs> irritable. Um, but, you know, now kind of being on the park side of thing, that part is kind of kind of gone. Um, yeah. But it is, I think, um, you know, yourself as a, a youth baseball coach, mm-hmm. you know, you guys appreciate, you know, pointing things out to us that, you know, maybe we're busy doing something else, but, you know, hey, what about this? Or have you guys ever thought about this? Or we noticed something, you know, and it, I, I appreciate pointing that. We can't, we don't got mm-hmm. eyes and ears in, you know, every corner of, of Pullman. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know I've texted you pretty late at night. Hey, I found a light on or something. Do you want me to just turn just this off up. or lock the door mm-hmm. or whatever? Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Pullman, about the community anyway, is we really don't see, I know if you look at the police blotter, you'd feel otherwise, but I know we don't see a lot of crime here. We don't see really a lot of graffiti or, or things like that. We do see some from, from time to time. We do. And you probably know of it because you're facilities director, but, uh, where I came from, it was, it was like no question out of control, right? Out of control. And. So, okay, let's, let me, let me ask you this because with that, that grant or not grant with that bond that was passed that helped build the parks, uh, another portion of the bond that now it was passed, but it became a failure, uh, in some senses because of inflation was we were going to have a, a great, uh, a great venue built at, at Lawson Gardens, right? Gerald Lawson donated that to the city in the mid eighties, I think 86 ish if I have my dates right, uh, but around there. And it, it, of course, has been a wonderful like botanical garden, but this garden center, the we all know that the renderings that they that they make are never really what, what happens in the end because of cost and, and things like that. But we reached a stage, and I was on this council too, where we had to look at, okay, are we going to do a much more pared-back version? Like it was significantly pared-back, or, or keep going, uh, or just like eliminate this. And, and I know I, I felt like, well, if we do too much of a pared back version, that's also not what voters wanted either. So, so I, the decision was made, let's not do this. Now, the benefactor of that is we have this extra money, right? right. The extra money goes to uh, all these improvements that are being made. So let's talk about those improvements first. And then let's talk about the philosophy that I had, which I wasn't shy about, that I wanted voters to go out and just vote on that again, specifically just for technical purposes. But, um, but tell me about those, those things because they're, they're obvious and they're evident. Right. So, you know, when council made that decision not to, to pursue the building, the event center there at Lawson, the one thing that uh, council that you were part of was we want this money to stay within parks. Um, and, for sure. And, yep. And uh, the one component that they wanted was restrooms, uh, 
facility there at Lawson Gardens, which we got placed uh, this fall. Um, so we do have restrooms there now at Lawson, which will be a nice addition when there's weddings or different events going and, and people to be able to utilize that. Um, but the money that we, you know, stayed with parks, you know, we updated uh, Rainy Playground. We mm -hmm. did McGee. We did Harrison, mm -hmm. Military Hill, and a few more components at Krugel and Sunnyside that we hadn't planned on. Um, and then kind of use some of that money then to finish off Mary's Park um, to get restrooms there, the parking lot paved, a few things like that. So it really gave us the opportunity to do some much needed uh, updates to our playgrounds. As we've done every five years, we have a uh, uh, parks and uh, say recreation or yeah, a plan. Bond, a yeah, renewal uh, bond. Uh, 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 it's just a, a plan, kind of a strategic yeah. plan. Yeah, okay. More people refer it now parks, recreation, open space plan. Oh, okay. Um, but one of the things in there has always kind of been a questionnaire, and one thing that would always come up is our facilities need updated, our parks mm -hmm. need updated, playgrounds, et cetera. So it really gave us the opportunity to address that type of need, um, things that had been deferred, as you talked about mm -hmm. earlier. Um, so yeah, to to do the playgrounds was, was big. And as we started the process, I took some uh, playground reps around to our different parks and to see what we had Why there. Why are you laughing, guys? What what is? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, iconic and out of compliance were probably uh, the two words. You know? <laughs> iconic. This is yeah, like a realtor uh, who says cozy. Oh, you mean yeah. it's really small? Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, I remember those back in the day, and yeah, that might be one of the more dangerous pieces of equipment we've seen in quite some time. The equipment we had were were those. The, those are the ones that go into those memes. Like back when I was a kid. Right? I mean, because they were still there, like the merry-go-round. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Some uh, social media on Twitter or something, so some, some group I follow or something that is always, you know, you'll see pictures about, you know, it'll be a merry-go-round or a steep Like metal. if you remember what this is. Yep, <laughs> yep. Steep metal slide and how, you know, that's probably 100 degrees and yeah. Yeah, 1,000 degrees. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All yeah. those things like, yeah, that's what we had. Did the death slide over on Sunnyside Park? Yeah. Yep, yep. Now, yeah, now they've tubed it. Yeah, it's a big tower. Yeah. 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 I, I know, right? Because those slides, there was no, there's no safety going up either. No, was... Yeah, they were like, yeah, no safety going up. And when you get to the top, like really no platform. Yeah. Maybe. It's the kind of thing you needed tethered in when you went up, but there was no yep. way to, to actually harness harness yourself in. A stack so. of kids, yeah, all the way up. and yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think those are, like, fantastic additions. Did all of that come from the money that wasn't used for uh, the garden center? Like, were we able to do that much with that, that amount yeah. of money? I think we did four playgrounds, and the restroom at Lawson were... I think the the five projects and then some um, uh, improvements up at City Hall, some like landscaping and things that weren't okay. part of, unfortunately weren't done when we moved mm -hmm. in up there. So some of that type of stuff was, uh, you know, five, six projects there that we were able to do with that, that money. So, I mean, I, I look at bang for the buck. I mean, we got a lot, right? I would love to have a garden center. I still would. But if you look at and I've always felt this way, what what really goes to quality of life? Now, my kids are a little bit older than the play toys, right? But that doesn't change how I feel about everybody having quality of life here in Pullman. And we got a lot. We got a lot out of that money. Like, we I did. think that's really important. We did. And it, it was an amazing year and, you know, thankful for the staff because, you know, they had all their regular stuff to do as well. But we had a lot of lead-in as these projects went on to go in, remove all the old equipment, try to get surfacing prepped, and then, you know, installers came in and put uh, the equipment in, but then we've got to come back and install the safety surfacing mm -hmm. um, and then the landscaping, which we still got more to do um, this spring. We got some in summer, some touch up around these projects that we did that we just ran out of time. And, right. But. Now, I don't know how good your poker face is, but if my boss came to me and said, well, shucks, you know, we really wanted to do this thing, but I guess you're going to have to have some of this extra money. Yeah, like you know that some project was somebody's legacy and you want to you wanna, you wanna seem disappointed. Like inside, though, you're jumping. You're like, yeah. Like 
what were the words? Uh, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. These things were just a little too iconic. And I know my wife had, had um, sent an email once about some of the play structure over at Rainy Park, which we really didn't go to very often. But the like the slats in between, you know, were were a little bit too wide for some of the kids, and they were just, you know, they needed these things needed to be upgraded or replaced. And I I'm not one who wants to put in a another big park like i think let's just improve what we've got so this actually was fantastic i think it was it kind of it it was a it was a kind of huge uh, need for us to get addressed um and i you know i think the community has been very positive receptive and thankful for what we were able to do um and it's kind of always fun to kind of go out to the parks the different playgrounds and and uh might have my city of Pullman code on or whatever. And just people recognize that and, you know, hear them say thanks or, you know, give some input of like, oh, this is great. But I have noticed there's one or two parents out there I seem to run into quite often. And, and they're, they're probably great ones to like give feedback because uh-huh. they're out there all the time with, you know, various kids and they, <laughs> they, they see some, you know, maybe some faults or some things that could be improved, but it's great. I mean, the input, like I said, I just I have to laugh because I know I'm I'm probably the guy like for little league baseball that they're like, Chappie, just let us handle it. We we have a good working relationship with the city. <laughs> just just yeah, uh, let let us let us bring up these issues. Uh, it, it was just it was a weird thing. Like there's a new there's a new general manager for Walmart, and in a matter of like three days, there were like four things that happened at Walmart. Like like manager walks by and I'm like, hey, wrong price on this, by the way. I just you know. He's probably going, where, where's this guy? Like, where's he coming from? Like, is he just staying in here looking for things all day long? It was like four items, four things in a matter of just a few days that uh, yeah. I was just trying to be helpful, you know. But, uh, okay, so all of that said, I'm really glad the money went to parks. It should not have gone from the garden center to something else. Absolutely not, right? Because I think right. at, at the heart of it, I think people voted for, uh, for parks because they wanted, they wanted the money to be there, right? On the flip side of that, when voters do vote knowing, okay, we're voting for this garden center, and then the garden center doesn't happen, just philosophically when I was on council, which I'm glad I'm not now, right? But at that time, I remember saying, well, the the thing is, if it doesn't go to what people are voting for, and instead it's used for something else, I know our city attorney said legally we could use it for something else, there is legal, and then there's, do we introduce doubt in people that now next time around, if you say, hey, we would like to pass this bond for two new fire trucks, and do I know that it's going to the fire trucks, or if it turns out they're more expensive, we're going to take that fire truck money and we're going to f- spend it on something else, right? And so that that is a worry where I, I would love to see something sunset, and then come back to the voters and say, hey, we really could update all the equipment because I think some of the same people who love seeing this stuff happen would also be the ones to say, yeah, I, I want to see that happen. Since you didn't end up charging me on the last bond, right, because it didn't happen, I, I'd gladly vote yes on this bond. Like, can you, does that make sense? Yeah, and it, I think it's probably... Um, That's probably a, more technical a risk, then. Yeah, you know, I, you got the... You as part of city council at that time made that made that decision, mm-hmm. and probably knowing that you're going to get some backlash from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know, there's people that voted no against the bond, so it's like you've got two sides to to it to mm-hmm. begin with. But yeah, you know, you we took money and we did some other projects. I just hope that you know when it comes time for us to run another bond that we can really point out the positives mm-hmm. of what we were able to accomplish. Yes, it was not what was originally intended, but this was a need that the city had, and we've got, yeah, I'll show you some responses from an old parks plan of people talking about our, our playground equipment yeah. and our shelters and things like that. Oh, so yeah, the shelters. By the way, the shelter at Krugel Park is really nice. Yes, yep, and we've got one to go in at uh, Sunnyside yet this, before the 4th of July. Um, a little small one down by the lower pond. We tore down the old restrooms there. Um, mm. So uh, another improvement to the park. But hopefully, you know, when we get questioned about this, we can go back and, and talk about and show what we were able to do. And yeah. it was it was a need um, that we 
somehow needed to address and this mm-hmm. was a, was an opportunity um, and that's kind of one thing um, we've got a parks and path bond that was kind of part mm-hmm. of that same thing that's a 10-year bond um, and I think we've been able to tell a pretty good story of and show the projects that we have accomplished mm-hmm. with this bond um, so I kind of hope we can tell that same story when it comes time again yeah. I mean it's I think going through this uh, on our last Parks and Path Bond, you know, there were some lessons lessons mm-hmm. learned in in how we presented some material, um, and so we've well, kind of already started having these conversations because to run the next one is probably yeah. only about three four years out that mm-hmm. we're we're back running our ten year Parks and Path Bond again. Um, but it'll actually be a ten year. Yeah, this is a smaller one. This isn't like the 100-year flood that happens in Centralia every five years. So (laughs) this is like legit 10-year. Yeah. So, you know, it gives us two and a half to three million dollars that we can earmark to do some some projects. So, um, yeah, I think Mm. it's really just about us telling our story and showing what improvements we made. And again, I I mean, I, I, while philosophically, I like the idea of going back to the voters on you know, something specific. I, I am glad it was spent on parks and not like streets or something where uh, streets, you got to pick and choose. You got to pick it, who's going to get a new street and who doesn't. And uh, just point out my street's still pretty bad. <laughs> I've been told, by the way, my street, Kurt, it cannot be resurfaced. It has to be torn up. It's so bad. You know, on that scale that they did with that car that was driving around, zero to 20 was failure. And then 20 to 40 was like bad. 40 to 60 was, you know, okay. 60, 80 was good. And then like five, everything great, 80 and above. So zero to 20 failure. Mine came back as six. Like they do it in 100 foot segments, I guess. Yeah. So it's not like one segment is thrown off by the rest of a nice road. So everything in front of my house, I've used that for years to show that I was getting no special privileges on city council. But I said, hey, when are we going to do this road again? Well, we can't resurface that. We're really sorry. It's so bad. Starting over. Yeah, but I still, I wouldn't have felt good taking uh, money from a garden house and putting it toward my street. Like I just, at least it's going to parks. So parks to parks. And I, I can get on board with that. I think that's good. Um, what about the, there is a metropolitan parks district, correct? which, uh, for those who, li- who are listening, that means that a specific percentage of like a sales tax that we have goes only to this, this fund that can only be spent on specific items that are kind of delineated within the law. So if there were, say, a transportation benefits district, it would only go to a project that was defined by that. So what kind of things do we do with the Metropolitan Parks District? And if anybody's ever watched city council meetings, by the way, it's kind of funny because the mayor has to close the council meeting and then open up the special Metropolitan Parks meeting. And then you gotta, you got to do your little roll call for the Metropolitan Parks District and vote on that. And then you close that meeting and then reopen the uh, city council meeting. So it's it's 100% like a Robert's Rules of Order, uh, you know, just kind of thing to make sure that, that there is that uh, for the minutes and all that. But Metropolitan Parks District was something that all the council members are part of. And I don't, I don't, I was going to say, I don't know that everybody understands it. I guarantee not everybody understands it. So um, yeah, talk about what just some of the things are that get funded by that. Yeah, so that, the Metropolitan Park District really came about in, I think, around 2003, um, back in a time when the Initiative 695 that cut mm. the car tabs yep. from 35 bucks or whatever. Yeah, it so went they to. yeah got repealed from you know 100, 200 down to 35 at that time, and mm-hmm. the city was going to experience uh, I think about a 1.2 to 1.5 million dollar shortfall. Um, and so kind of looking at some funding mechanisms, how can we kind of survive, uh, knowing parks and recreation as part of the general fund and complete competing with police and fire. Um, and so there was this, uh, park district that was, you know, passed by the Washington legislation years ago. Um, but there were really very few cities that had ever incorporated or used it as a tool. Um, so we, uh, floated this idea. Um, the Metropolitan Park District is within the city boundaries. It doesn't go out into the county like there's other examples around the state where that 
brings different entities together. But anyway, so that got passed, and it's it's part of kind of a, a property tax. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, part of property. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, up to like 50 cents. I think right now it's probably somewhere in the low 30s that we're actually collecting. Um, but anyways, uh, when it got passed was basically to support parks and recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of a collected tax. The one thing that we've been able to do over time um, as the city's kind of got a little bit in a healthier position financially is the money that comes in, we've been able to kind of now earmark that, that it goes to a parks and recreation, kind of our own capital improvement program, um, where before we were kind of just competing with other general fund uh, entities like police mm-hmm. and fire. Um, so we weren't getting a lot of money. So this tax that is now collected really is like the last two years, we've been able to take the probably 90% or more of it and go into our own capital improvement program. Um, so like this year, we're looking at um, putting in new pickleball courts. Um, Wait, at, where? Right now, we're looking down here at the city play fields, probably behind the shower building. What? Yeah. Um, you know, adding a line or two, the rainy pool lap or the lap pool there at rainy pool, mm-hmm. um, that's got cracks in it and we do a lot of maintenance to it la- uh, over the years. So mm-hmm. like a vinyl liner upgrading some power over here at the RV park. Um, you know, this last year we did, uh, took down the old park shop here next door. Um, we we're doing shelter work, uh, at Baytuna up at Sunnyside, uh, the old, uh, uh, house out at Mary's Park. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to do some of these projects that we wouldn't be able to. If we were just, if we didn't have this funding source and we're competing with other departments in the general fund, we might get to do one or two, probably not very glorious projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's given us that opportunity to do that. Does this does this uh, funding can it be mixed with other funding? Does it have to stay separate? I mean, can you supplement this with bond money or vice versa, uh, or does it just it has to be very delineated? I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not a leading question for me. I just don't know. Um, um, we try to keep it project specific, oh, okay. but I think we could certainly it could be if we were gonna say um, we wanted to use metro dollars to mm-hmm. maybe someday turf the city playfields. Sold. Um, Done. Yeah. I'm on board. You know, we. I think it, as you're going for grant opportunities or whatever, mm-hmm. we say, hey, we've got $500,000 of Metro Park money um, mm-hmm. that is going to be our matching for a grant or sure. something like that. So, yeah, I think it, it could be used. Um, now, so with the, you mentioned shelter work. So the storage shelter, I've seen the pictures, by the way, of the, like when the play fields first went in and. Uh, and then a picture from like the 60s or whatever. You see the little shed that was there. That's That's been used as a Little League shed for years. It used to obviously back in the old days when you'd have uh, more concessions related things. You know, it was built for concessions out of the one side. And so I think it was a concession stand when Pullman High School used to play football. It probably was. In fact, the picture I saw showed an old football field, yep. in fact. And the, so the blockhouse out there was obviously the locker rooms locker for, and showers. for yep. both, both of the teams. and. Uh, we still, you know, my hometown of Centralia, they still have one of those, like next to the foot, but they still use it too. Uh, all, none of the stalls have have doors on them. It's all it's very strange. Uh, but uh, when that went down, I, I was chatting with uh, a good friend of mine, Zach Fredrickson. He's a business owner here. He's also on the parks board. Correct. And I said to Zach, I'm like, hey, we got to figure something out since the city tore down our shed. And, and he said, well, it's actually the city shed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he put me in my place. I mean, yes, the Little League has been using it for years and years, but he, he reminded me, well, no, you were using it, but it's the city shed. Therefore, it is the city's uh, purview to, to keep it or tear it down. And uh, so the Little League is trying to figure out, you know, another shed option, which you're very right. aware of at this point. Zach's, Zach's recommendation was, you know, maybe you get one of those little Tupperware, you know, well, not Tupperware. Maybe it is Tupperware brand that does the little... Garden sheds. Yeah, little boxes or something that I'm like, oh, Zach, we got to store equipment. we got to store things. So yeah. we're trying to figure that out right now. But And that was a... That project was kind of a... Uh, a tough one we knew that we were kind of putting youth baseball mm-hmm. out and they were going to have to find Her, another home. Jamin hates youth <laughs> baseball. No, it's 
the shed needed to come down. That's the thing. It was kind of an eyesore. You know, we over the years we've you know we put two new restrooms down yeah. there, play fields. We did all the fencings, the backstops, yeah. yep. the dugouts, and then we had this uh-huh. blue shed right there the out blue, front. The blue but, shed. You know, and and one thing up that is now going to provide. We're putting a small shade structure in there. We get a lot of um, walkers that use the city play fields and around the track mm-hmm. there and a lot of them are a little more elderly mm-hmm. and there was really no place for them to take a break and sit down if they needed to rest or just have a visit mm-hmm. i would see like you know i know old I, ladies like climbing up into i know the bleachers. most of them actually that are walking around in the mornings yeah like, i i, I like, know a lot of them. it was kind of like that's not right we need to you know provide them a space so we will get the shelter up hopefully before the youth you know yeah. sports season kicks off and have some tables yeah. under there for it'll i think it i know it wasn't popular among one group of users but i think it's going to be baseball association <laughs> and its coaches no, but that's fine. Like, it actually, here's the thing. It was the worst, it might have been the worst building in Pullman. I mean, it was worse than a building downtown that we're not going to name, but like, it was literally dilapidated. And, Correct. uh, you know, we, we put mouse traps and stuff like that, uh, you know, the bait or whatever, because mice were, you know, going in and it had to get torn down. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, well, when so. Cruz went to, uh, knock it down, um, this last fall, when they went to push on it with a piece of equipment, thinking it would just kind of buckle and fall, it slid about a foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, any earthquake could have just brought it down no, at that yeah, point. Exactly. Well, well the, um, I know the backside, too, the roof, the little awning or whatever, the wooden awning that was over the concession stand area was uh, had seen better days, so... Right. Yeah, no, it was it was it was one of those things. It was time. the The complaint that I had uh, for a long time is, you know, you had all that grass around that area that was not very good grass. But now, uh, I've seen that that um, you've gone in and you've put the big cement slab there, right? So there, I, I not that I like concrete jungles or anything, but it was just it was worn down the ground around the area, and it just wasn't appealing. And now at least there's something to build on. Yeah, and I that are probably the footprint of that project kind of expanded as we got the shed removed and dug up the foundation and and just looking being there with the contractor and like looking at all these kind of little weird cutout areas around the scores table or whatever and they're like how about we just try to clean this up even things out yep. um so our, yeah our, we expanded the project a little bit but i think in the end you know it was the decision that we needed to go with just to give more space for users down there to move around and just like you said you're not walking on a patch of dirt for two steps and then mm-hmm. onto concrete it just it just cleaned it up and i think it, it it's gonna look good now that we have that space that area I'm, I'm just i'm brainstorming as nothing is more compelling on radio or podcasting than just brainstorming live <laughs> as you you know fly by the seat of your pants so I know a lot of fields, especially where you have fourplexes and you have people that are just kind of there uh, as as viewers, as spectators. So you've got that area between the tuna then and uh, I guess it's Bowman Field where, where the shed was. And there's more space. You're going to have people kind of not paying attention. Foul balls, of course, are, are always a hazard. Has there been any discussion of doing one of those, um, you know, one of those nets that kind of covers that um, area? And they have the little strings that you pull down to get the you know foul balls that that settle in the little thing. Has there been any discussion on that or with that? Not necessarily. I think when we replaced uh, that backstop and uh, some of the fencing, mm. I'm gonna say probably two four, seasons ago, three, four. Probably, it's probably longer than you think. Mm. Uh, we all forget COVID. You're right. We yep. forget the COVID years. So I think, yeah. So, but anyways, um, with when we did that backstop, I think we tried to go a little bit higher and then out over the field to catch mm. some of that. You know, my concern when I was on the recreation side and our adult softball program was a lot larger. Um, we were playing games on Bowman at that would start at six fifteen, the same time that uh, there was a little league game mm-hmm. going on, and we were having to play some upper divisions on that field and yeah. home run balls. I remember uh, being coaching Little League Baseball on Thetuna. Mm-hmm. I'd be out at third base, and my eyes were always over yeah. that, okay, who's up 
uh, on the adult softball game a whole nother field away and just being ready to yell heads, you know, as a home run ball is landing on the middle of, mm-hmm. of Thay Tuna. Yeah. Um, you know, so it overtimes are... We, of course, that we, was in the juiced bat era, too. That so. is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, so we tried to... Uh, uh, I'm just don't... trying to make sure little Billy's not eating his yeah. boogers, you know. I mean, come on, like exactly. I can't look out at another field, <laughs> you know. But we did some things purposely, like okay, we're not playing any A League men's games on Bowman uh, until like 7:45 or mm-hmm. something when the the youth baseball program's done, and and the men's program has uh, declined a little bit, so now. It, you know, we don't run into that same situation. Well, that's that's a lot of strategy. I mean, I don't think anybody realized that you were doing that. I, yeah, no, we, we all figured we, you were closing your eyes and just like throwing a dart and seeing what sticks. No, no, we purposely, you know, that. it's like okay, we'll put the 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 a <laughs> bigger boys over on yeah. on uh, Wiley, and yeah. they can hit into the trees in the old yeah. restroom area. Yeah. Awesome. Versus, versus the kids. <laughs> Let me ask you the restrooms because you mentioned new restrooms. Like you, you got the one down at um, Lawson Gardens, and uh, are these like the the same style, like Alcatraz style seating? You know, those kind of toilets. I, I've always given Craig Beaumont a hard time because he helped design some of that. I'm I served with Craig on the board of adjustment years ago. I'm like Craig. I mean, what are we? We're we just afraid everybody's going to rip the toilet seats off and put them on their walls, like. There are some fraternities that might do that, but like yeah, they're, they're I, let's just say they're not a huge upgrade uh, yeah. compared to what we have. They're more, I don't want to say industrial looking, but they are more of a what I a parks restroom. You just can't do number two in those. Is the problem you can't because there's no separate <laughs> urinal. So yeah, so um, first but, world problems. I know, but yep. Yeah. And the uh, the two new restrooms you put in one at. Um, Lawson Gardens, mm-hmm. and then uh, out at uh, Mary's Park as well. Um, yeah. They're prefab. It's something that we oh. have not done here okay. before. Uh, the other a little one, less expensive than that way, too? Uh, probably comparative. Six to one. Okay. Probably comparative, where the other ones are newer, latest, newest ones, yeah. uh, or stick-built or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. So, um, but they seem pretty high quality and, you know, Something that was needed in our well, parks. You'll, you'll, I, I guess now you know that I haven't been frequenting the restrooms at Mary's Park or or Garden Center, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll go down there. I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and then I'll, I, I will be one of those people. I'll the give you my feedback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this because uh, I, you have an open mic right now. Before we end, is there anything you would like to add about your, you know, your time here? What are we looking forward to the most? Like moving forward, uh, what, what keeps you, you know energized and 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 wanting to you know keep doing this role i think it's just for the next 30 years until you retire we're not going that long (laughs) we're not going there Uh, i just think is you know continue to look for opportunities where we need to make improvements um where we need to upgrade um and we've got like i said we this year and next year we we're be doing our Parks, Recreation, and Open Space Plan, another five-year plan, and really give us the opportunity to to look beyond um, and really involve the community in the process and get their input um, as to what they want to see and where we need. I mean, it a lot of community input drives where we go. It uh, did last time. The pickleball became a huge, mm-hmm. uh, huge thing that the community talked about, and as a direct response to to Alan and your you know and your team credit like pickleball happened yeah. right yep. and I know that was in there yep so yeah we had been hearing that and you know sometimes it's it's the vocal group that you know gets addressed yeah and by vocal group this one wasn't like angry vocal group right this wasn't like a rabid I mean Rex Davis the late Rex Davis uh, rest in peace he he came and spoke at the CIP meeting yep. Uh, and everything was everything was totally calm and diplomatic, actually. Uh, but but just like having Rex come and speak to the CIP, I think there were council members and the mayor himself who didn't realize that pickleball was going to be as big yeah. as as it has. And and when Rex did it, I remember I remember Mayor Johnson saying, well, you know that that meant a lot. Like it meant a lot to have somebody of of his stature come and and promote you know yeah. this this sport that. Most of them hadn't really heard of, and mm. and so that's it's been a success. You know, so. it was something that we had been hearing about, and you know, just uh, looking at trends, and I'm not sure it's a trend now, but uh, um, 
it was something that we needed to do and by Rex and others coming forward and kind of keep keep at us is like okay this is something we need to address we just got to find out how to do it so you know I think it's just continuing to look at um, those type of projects our trail system is like with development going on how can we continue adding trails or make connections that maybe are missing um, and stay on top of maintenance of our trails as well um, that we started last year with a small section to, to fill in cracks and things like that and just kind of continuing that movement of Let's take care of what we have, mm-hmm. um, but where can we expand and look for opportunities in the future? I think that's grow. the right philosophy. I uh, will end with uh, just I, I spoke to somebody that I went to high school with. He he is involved in a, a huge sports complex in Centralia now, and that's part of what he you know he just he does post uh, retirement from Major League Baseball. And and I I asked him about a, a some marquee you know, fields here in Pullman. And he said, well, where you're at, he goes, I, I honestly feel like, you know, you're, you're off the beaten path. You're not like right on I-5. Uh, I would just really make what you do have nice. Yeah. And that would probably be sufficient for not only you, your town, but, but also to hold small tournaments and bring right. people in. So, and we've, you know, I, since I, I'm going to say 2008, you know, we've added like the city play fields here, lights, the restrooms, fencing, you know, continue to do that. You know, surfacing is probably our next big step of what do we do? Because it's the facility is not just, you know, just used for mm-hmm. baseball. No. It, you know, it starts Flag middle football, of March. Soccer. It's youth soccer. Yeah. Uh, the girls softball. Yep. Um, Adults. Yeah. So it is from about mid-March to the end of October. It's pretty heavily used. And yeah. So how do a we dog park sometimes? That's a, I'm not going to bring that up. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all that comes with that. But no. Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm on board with with the surfacing idea. So yep. when that bond hits my uh, hits my uh, mailbox and is asking for a yes vote on that, I would. that's one I would vote yes for. As long as it doesn't go to roads or something. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, well, Kurt, Kurt Damon, I appreciate it. The the phenomenal and fairly new, still uh, growing into this role, but you're not a stranger to uh, parks. You're the parks and facilities director. The facilities you might be growing into yes. uh, uh, quite a bit. That's a whole new thing. But I appreciate you joining me on the Pullman Proud podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe next year or whenever we come on a new bond, we'll have you again. Talk okay, about that. appreciate right, it. Thanks, thanks Brandon. Much. I thank you so much for listening to the Pullman Proud podcast. What makes you Pullman proud? Would you like to be on the podcast? Or do you know someone who you think would be a great guest? Email me, pullmanproud at gmail.com. Now let's all do something today to make our community even better.